What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's my team selection for game week nine. So I'm going to show you how the team is looking, thoughts on transfers, captaincy, all that good stuff. And why I might roll a transfer, even though I'm probably going to wildcard in game week 10, which I know sounds crazy, but just listen to the reasoning when I go through it. I'll also quickly take you through how I did in game week eight. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and let's jump into it. So game week eight wasn't great for me. I finished on 45 points, but I did take a four point hit so it was only 41 in total and that hit was Eshapinian to cash who blanked and then I also did Saka to Madison because I was worried that Saka's minutes might be reduced in the end he didn't play at all and Madison did get an assist which was good but by the time you take off the four points he finishes on two which is exactly the same that Cameron Archer would have got for me off the bench so I didn't lose anything by taking that hit and I'd rather have Madison than Saka for game week nine but I also didn't gain anything either. And it was another red hour. I can't even remember the last time I got a green. It was maybe like game week four or something like that. Uh, it's actually worse than that. It was game week three, the last time I got a green hour. I was up at 224k. Since then, I've fallen to 1.5 million in game week eight. Now, that is not great at all. And I'm not particularly happy about it. It could, in some ways, be worse. I have seen people be like 800k and then fall all the way down to 2 million in one week i haven't had a big drop like that but i am gradually going down and down the ranks still not panicking as you might expect um but i would like that to turn into some green arrows sooner rather than later like this week for example i fell from 1.2 to 1.5 million but when i look at my team i don't think it was that bad outside of not having salad that was the killer like if you think about the game week eight wildcard template and i know some people went in different directions like if you didn't go for harland and you captain Salah, and you kept players like Trippier, you probably did really well in game week eight. But the main template that kept Haaland and Salah, Salah was really the only difference, right? If you had him, great, you probably got a green arrow. If you had him and captain him, you definitely got a green arrow. The rest of the team kind of looks okay. So just comparing it, obviously Haaland blank, not great. Alvarez blanked as well. So some people had Watkins, which was an extra three points because he got an assist. Um, but I had Trippier instead of Darren Byrne, which a lot of people had. He got one point. Trippier got six. So there's plus five points. A lot of people would have played Turner this week. He got six. I had Pickford who got nine. So there were some gains there. Then I had Udogi, clean sheet. Some people would have had him or Poro. Madison obviously got the assist. Song captain, not great, blanked. So really it was just Rashford, Fernandes and Burma who I've been worried about a lot recently. But even in Burmo, blanking, right? People are going to look at that and say, well, he's blanked so many times. Why do you still have him? But who did other people have in that spot? Ward-Prowse, blanked. Diaby, blanked. He also got a two-point as well. So really, it was Rashford and Fernandes that killed me again. And not having Salah and definitely not... Uh, sorry, and not captaining Salah is where the big gains were made this week. Like, maybe there's other players out there that did really well. But in terms of what a lot of people had going into game week eight i don't think i missed out massively apart from salah and that can happen sometimes when a captain goes off like that and son blanks against luton and to be fair that luton game could have been a lot different right um spurs had maybe two or three big chances in the first 10 minutes goal goes in maybe floodgates open you know son had that assist to paro could have scored himself so it could have been a different week and i'm not trying to like sugarcoat it i'm not happy about the red arrows i'm not happy with 41 points total but really, it was just a captaincy this week and not owning Salah. And I know a lot of people say, well, you should have got Salah in a long time ago. Fair enough, right? Rashford and Fernandes have been a disaster. But the rest of the team was okay. And that can happen, right? Sometimes you'll have a captain blank and another popular player will go off. you just got to hope that that lands for you sooner rather than later. So yeah, game week eight, 
poor. Will game week nine be better? The team certainly looks good on paper at least. So despite all the red arrows, I am going to remain positive and hope that I can turn this around over the next few weeks. I think game week nine is a good starting point. As I've just mentioned, the team does look pretty good on paper, although that doesn't always translate to points, but hopefully it will this week. I've got one free transfer and 0.7 million in the bank. Now with my goalkeepers, Pickford's got Liverpool away this week, so definitely going to bench him. Playing Matt Turner against Luton at home, I think that makes absolute sense. Pickford's clean sheet last week was the first goalkeeper clean sheet I've had all season. So hopefully we can get the second one in game week nine. I think, at least for the next few weeks, there's always going to be a slight worry that Turner loses his place. But after the couple of mistakes he made against Brentford, given that he was still in the team against Palace and got the clean sheet, I'm hopeful that he'll keep his place. I guess if they were going to make a change maybe doing it before an international break wouldn't be the right time so maybe they will do it in game week nine but i'm pretty confident turner will be the goalkeeper against luton so i'm obviously happy with that probably not going to make a goalkeeper transfer in terms of the defenders i've got trippier against palace at home cash against west ham at home and udongi against fulham at home as my back three i know a lot of people are looking at Simicast at the moment and if robertson is confirmed out by clock for quite a while then he could be a good option and he's definitely someone i would look at from game week 10 onwards but i just don't need another defender this week and if botman is ruled fit by uh, eddie howe and obviously i've got him on the bench as well i mean there is an argument that if botman's going to play i should play him ahead of cash i know cash is so attacking but west ham at home is a much more difficult fixture i would say than palace i mean much more is maybe a bit harsh but i just feel like palace's attacking threat without elise and eze is just not really there and we know how good that newcastle defense is for what it's worth i'll probably play cash because of his attacking threat but I do think there's a conversation to be had there. So I will think about Botman. Uh, and obviously Trippier looks fantastic. He's going to be an interesting discussion over the next few weeks. Because he got Palace at home this week, Wolves away in game week 10. But then from 11 to 14, in the space of four game weeks, they've got to play all of Arsenal, Chelsea and Man United. Now all those games are at home. The Newcastle defence is fantastic. They could keep clean sheets in some of them. But it is going to be much more difficult than the fixtures they've got this week. And next week so i don't have any plans to sell him this week but next week he might be the make weight to let me get salah and if i wildcard i'll almost certainly go without trippier and i know some people are now saying he's essential but remember the first few weeks when they weren't getting clean sheets no one was talking about him everyone was saying not everyone but a lot of people were saying he's not worth the money all of a sudden he's now essential i think fixtures have played a little bit of a part in that so definitely happy with him this week might look to kind of get rid um over the next few weeks i've already talked about matty cash I, I i gotta be honest when i bought him in last week i wasn't that confident about a huge amount of points because wolves away and west ham at home didn't look great on paper and obviously they've already conceded against wolves that could definitely happen against west ham although they have been pretty good at home aston villa but i think it was still the right decision because there wasn't a huge amount of other defenders to choose from and i also wanted to kind of protect myself for team value because i knew i'd want him from game week 10 when they got loot in at home and he has gone up 0.2 million since i bought him so i've already made money on him so hopefully that is going to be the correct decision in the long term and the new doggy looks great i think for fulham at home i think in terms of other defenders i could go for this week you know already spoke about Simicast. i don't think i want defenders from bournemouth or wolves like man city against brian brian always score I've got two Newcastle defenders already. Chelsea are playing Arsenal. I don't think many people want Man United defenders, even against Sheffield United. So I think I've got about as good a defense as I could have this week. So no transfers planned. I will come on to whether or not I'm definitely going to wildcard in game week 10 or not later on. 
And if I am, then potentially I could move Pickford on to Ariola to protect myself for price rises. But that's the kind of move I'm looking at this week if I wildcard next week. But on the surface of it, or the face of it, I don't know which one I should use there. I think the defense looks good. Let's take a look at the midfield. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm really looking forward to having to discuss Rashford and Fernandes again, so I'll save that until the end. We'll start off with the easy two, and that is Son and Madison. They've got Fulham at home, so they're going absolutely nowhere unless Ange Postacoglu rules one of them out, but I'm not expecting that to happen. Madison didn't play a huge amount of minutes across the two games for England during the international break, so he should be fine. And Fulham at home is a great fixture. I think they're bottom six for expected goals conceded, plus we know how good the Spurs attack is. So that double up looks good. Will I hold those two players long term? I'm not so sure about that because when Saka's fit, I'm going to want him back. I really want Salah as well. And to get those two players, I'm probably going to have to sell three of Rashford, Fernandez, Son and Madison. So one of the Spurs players will probably have to go, but that is a decision to be made from kind of game week 10 onwards. But this week, it's very easy to hold on to both of them. I know we've seen, or most of us have probably seen that video going around on social media of Son limping off at half time. But he did go on to play play like 90 minutes in that game and he scored. So I don't think there's any issues there. We know that Spurs are managing him through an ongoing issue. And there's been reports going around that he's not always training. But I think that's just to make sure he's fine for the weekend. It's not like they have to play loads of midweek games at the moment either. So I think for now he's probably fine to hold on to. But I do think it's going to be an interesting discussion from kind of next next week onwards not that son is a bad player absolutely not and i'd rather keep him if i can but we're probably not going to captain him too many more times i spoke about that yesterday i mean not that we're never going to captain him but not for a while um the only other game week that i didn't think about was when harlem plays salah right in game week 13 and that week son's got aston villa at home so maybe you think about it that week but after that i don't think you captain him again until kind of game week 18 at the earliest so that is one thing to factor in obviously you don't only keep players for captaincy reasons but it is a factor to take into account but for now game week nine they're fine with Imbermo, he's been really bad right he hasn't been great for me whatsoever he's only returned once in like five weeks or something like that so he, he returned in game week four. He's blanked four games in a row. So he hasn't been great. What I will say is a lot of the other cheaper players or a lot of the other players around that price that people have brought in recently also haven't been doing that well. Like obviously Diaby blanked last week. I think Ward Prowse has blanked like three games in a row. So in Burmo has not been great, but neither has many of the other players in and around that price. So I'm not that worried about the fact that I held on to him. I think without Rico Henry... And obviously, Tony's not there either, which we knew from the start of the season. They have been lacking a bit going forward, and I've not been impressed with Burma. But I think sometimes when you've got players that are going to play for 90 minutes and on penalties, you can just get points from nowhere. And he should have had a penalty uh, against Nottingham Forest as well. And ultimately, Burnley at home is just such a good fixture. Like, why would I get rid of him? There's obviously every reason to think about it from game week 10 onwards. But this week, I just think that's such a decent fixture i've got to hold on to him like there's not many players i would sell before burnley at home and look what happened with chelsea 
in game week eight right lots of people got rid of him i've spoken about this already this week and rightly so by the way i'm not saying people made a mistake but all of a sudden sterling bangs again why because of the fixture so i'm not expecting 16 points from him burma but if he could get me seven or eight i'd be pretty happy with that now we've got to talk about Rashford and Fernandez, right? Let's just get it out of the way. Yes, it, of course, has been a mistake to hold on to them this long because for their money, they haven't got enough points, right? I can accept that. I'm not trying to kind of say otherwise. But as I always try and say when you're thinking about decisions in the future, you, you kind of got to try and forget about what's happened. I cannot get those points back. I know people constantly want me to say it's a mistake. The comments will say you shouldn't have kept them this long agreed right i would love to have sold them for salah and got more points right i don't like red arrows the only decision is what to do this week now to get salah i've probably got to take at least a minus four possibly even a minus eight is that worth it when i'm happy to captain harlan i would say it's not plus they got sheffield united away again a bit like in Burmo versus burnley there's not many players that i would sell before they play sheffield united so yes it's been bad but are they worth selling for hits this week? I would argue not. Game week 10 onwards, absolutely. I don't expect either of them to be in my team unless, you know, Madison and Son and Saka get injured and then maybe I would keep Fernandez because Man United do have some nice fixtures after Man City in game week 10. But the plan right now is to sell them in 10 or wildcard in 10. But I think for this week, they're perfectly okay to kind of hold on to. Like if we look at um, both of them in isolation... Like Fernandez so far this season, 0.33 expected goals per 90, 0.36 expected assists. Really good underlying numbers. Not been fantastic in the last couple of games. But again, this is Sheffield United, right? It should be a little bit easier. I mean, Man United are the kind of team that could make a meal of it, but hopefully they'll be okay. And then Rashford is 0.34 expected goals, 0.18 expected assists. I mean, for his money, compared to what some other players are running at, that's not necessarily great, but it's still fine. So I'm kind of okay with it, and I think they're both going to start. I know some people are worried about Rashford because he's been subbed early, but I just think Rashford has to play against Man City so you don't drop him for Sheffield United after he's just scored for England as well. So I'm pretty confident he's going to be in the team. And just to kind of show you why I'm not getting, uh, probably not getting Salah this week, and obviously I would love him, right? Absolutely, I'd love him in my team. But if I take out Fernandes, I've got to go to a player that's 5.3 million or less. Now, I could go for Cole Palmer, I'm just not sure Cole Palmer and Salah is better than Fernandez and Rashford this week. And if I want to go for someone more expensive, so like Diaby, for example, that a lot of people have got, I've got to make up 1.4 million from somewhere. And that would be a minus eight. A minus eight for a player that I'm not even going to captain this week. So I really think that is a decision that can just wait until game week 10. And if I wildcard, obviously I can do it easily. But I can even do it without a wildcard, right? Trippier down to a 5.3 million defender or below. So Saliba, Zinchenko, Gabriel, Simakas. I could get Salarin for a minus four in game week 10 and get rid of both Rashford and Fernandez before they play Man City. So I just think that makes more sense. So again, has it been a mistake? Yes. But is it the right decision to hold on to them this week? Which is really all that matters? I think it is, right? And obviously, if I had two free transfers this week, I'd give much more consideration to getting Salah for a minus four. But for a minus eight, I don't think it's worth it. So, yeah, hold in my wild card till 10 so that I could keep my Man United players for Sheffield United and still have triple spares and then get rid of them. Hasn't worked out well. I think when we look at it in a few weeks' time, it probably would have been better to wild card earlier. But again, that mistake, whatever you want to call it, has been made. I can only worry about going forward. And I think for this week, that midfield looks fantastic. If I was going to make one transfer... Like if I was going to wild card in 10, then I could do Rashford to Jota 
Because I'm pretty confident he's going to start for Liverpool. I think one of Diaz or Nunez, because of international duty, will miss out. And Jota will either play on the left or through the middle. And look, Everton at home is probably better on paper than Sheffield United away. But I don't think there's a lot in it. And so I'd probably rather just keep Rashford. So yeah, it's, the midfield's not been great. But I think it looks proper decent this week. And then up front, I've still got the Man City double up of Julian Alvarez and Erling Haaland. Now, last week, I was happy to go against Haaland, captain, because he had Arsenal away. It was a difficult fixture on paper. He did end up blanking, although I didn't gain too much from that because I went for Son, who only got three points. But I think this week, he has to be back to having the armband, basically. Like, if you've got Salah and Haaland, maybe there's a bit of a decision to be made there. But weeks ago, I looked at game week nine, Brighton at home, had Haaland tagged as the best captain. I haven't really seen too much to change my mind on that. Brighton still don't have a clean sheet. Their games can often be quite open as well. And if that happens, that will suit Man City. Obviously, the last couple of weeks haven't been great. Dawson and Saliba in particular have done really well against him. He hasn't scored since game week six. His underlying numbers in those last two games have been poor as well. But this is still a guy that's got eight goals already in the first eight game weeks. We know what he can do. Rodri being back for Man City is big as well. So for me, he still is the best captain, even though the last couple of weeks haven't gone great. It is kind of interesting, though, when you look at his total points. There's only two weeks where he's gone above six points. That was 20 against Fulham and 13 against Burnley in game week one. Outside of that, you've got scores of 2, 4, 6, 6, 2, and 2. So, look, if you went without him or, or you haven't captained him that much this season, you're probably doing really well. But I still look at that Brighton fixture and think it's great. It will be interesting to see how that game goes because we know how Brighton like to defend. They try and bait uh, teams into kind of pressing them. Obviously, they keep the ball with like Dunk, the goalkeeper, etc., and then play through them. If they get that wrong, there could be quite a few goals in this for Man City. I think Haaland's the kind of player that could just bully them. So, yeah, I'm happy to captain him. I think those people with Salah, especially if you captained him last week, are probably really tempted, and I get that. I still think if I had to just... If I could free hit this week, I still think I would captain Haaland, so that kind of makes me more okay with my decision. Obviously, I would have Salah in the team, but whatever, right? We've already talked about that. The only other player for my team I'll consider is Song, because I think Fulham at home is a great fixture. But I think if they're winning comfortably, I mean, hopefully, obviously, Song would be involved, but they are going to manage him. They are going to bring him off early, and that is kind of a, a constant worry at the moment. So, yeah, easy decision for me, Haaland, this week. Would I get rid of him on wildcard this week or next? I'm not so sure about that. I think the time to do it was probably game week eight. With Alvarez... I think as long as Pep doesn't put doubts in my mind in the press conference that he might be uh, benched because of international duty, I think he's great this week, right? Again, that Brighton fixture is really good. I think his minutes have been great. I know there's some concerns around Alvarez. I kind of have them myself, but I think that's just us worrying because he's a Man City player and we're just always expecting them to be dropped. Ultimately, he has played every single game and his minutes have been pretty good. So I think he's decent. But I have to have a conversation around wildcard 10. I've spoken about that for many weeks now. That's the week that I'm going to go in. And I still think I'm more likely to wildcard next week than not. Probably like 80-85% likely to do it. Um, and if I am, then I've got to use... Well, I don't have to, right? But I've got one free transfer to use. The problem is, and this is obviously a good position to be in, unless there's any injuries that crop up during the press conference news... I don't think there's many upgrades that I can make. Obviously, I'd rather have Salah than Rashford, but I can't do that in one move. I've already talked about that. Like, I could get rid of Alvarez, but what forward do I bring in with 0.7 million in the bank 
that is much better than him this week if he's going to start. I don't think there really is many, right? So Darwin Nunez is someone that I could bring in. What's the problem there? Darwin Nunez might not start. Is he a consideration on game week 10 wildcard? Yes. Do I think there's a chance that he gets benched because of international duty and stuff like that? Also, yes, right? It could be Diaz, Jota, and Salah. So I don't think I can go there unless we get early team news that he's starting. Um, Hoyland is not someone that I would probably want to hold long-term, although he is fairly cheap. Man United's fixtures coming up are all right. I could just go all in on Man United for one week only, then wildcard out of it. But again, on paper, if I'm free hitting this week, I think Alvarez is better than Hoyland. And then like Solanke against Wolves, do I really want to bring him in for Alvarez? Probably not. So I just look at the fixtures this week. I'm just not sure what forward for that kind of money is better than than Alvarez, right? So I'm looking at my team. I've never done this before, I don't think. And thinking, I don't need any transfers. I think for the money I've got, I'm not sure there's a definite upgrade that I can make. So I'm actually kind of tempted to roll the transfer, even though there's that high chance of me wildcarding next week, which I know sounds crazy, but if something was to happen where a bunch of players got injured that I was looking to have in my wildcard, then there would then be less reason to actually need the wildcard and I could save it till later. So I don't like being that kind of indecisive about a decision like this because usually it's better to know exactly when you're wildcarding. You make different transfers before. I just don't know if I need a move this week. That might change by the time we get to Friday and I hear the press conferences. But I'm just not sure there's... Yeah, there's too many upgrades. And if I look at my team on um, Fantasy Football Hub, as always, if you want to check this out, links in the description below. If I go to game week 10, right, and I make those moves that I discussed earlier. So Diaby comes in, uh, I do Saliba in for Trippier and Salah in, sorry, Salah and Diaby in for Rashford and Fernandes and Saliba in for Trippier. This is what my team looks like in game week 10 for a minus four. So it's Pickford against West Ham away. I know Ariola is better, I get that. Again, goalkeepers are not really massive upside usually. Cash against Luton at home. Udogi against Palace away. Saliba against Sheffield United at home. Son and Madison against Palace away. So again, if I was wildcard, I'd probably drop one of those. But I don't think it's like a there's like a big rush to do that when they've got Palace away. Obviously, I'd have Salah. I'd have Diaby against Luton at home. And look, in Burmo against Chelsea away is not great. But I am I that bothered about having Ward-Prowse instead? Probably not. And then after that, Burmo has West Ham at home in game week 11, right? For a nailed-on player on penalties. Is it the worst thing to still have him in my team? Probably not. I guess the one player I'd be slightly worried about is Alvarez. But it's just those worries I talked about. Is it just us overthinking? Like, if I tell you right now he's going to start the next six fixtures and play 80-plus minutes, you'd probably think he was still pretty good value. Plus, he has Bournemouth at home in game week 11. So if I go to game week 11... Goalkeeper situation is difficult because I've got Pickford against Brighton and Turner against Villa. But then I've got Alvarez and Haaland against Bournemouth. I've got Diaby against Forest, Burma against West Ham, Madison and Son against Chelsea, which on paper doesn't sound great. But people going for Saka instead, he's got Newcastle away. So that's not easy either. And obviously I've still got Salah. Then I've got Cash, Saliba and Udogi. But I've got a spare transfer, so I could bring someone else in instead. So... There is part of me that is still thinking I could potentially get away without wildcarding. And because, to me at least, the team on paper looks great, I don't need a, a transfer this week. Now, if Pep says Alvarez is tired, he's come back late, then I'll just make a one-week punt and definitely wildcard game week 10, or almost certainly wildcard. But, I've, yeah, I've never done it before. I might roll and then still wildcard next week. 
And usually I would say that's a bad decision, but I'm not sure it is this week. Anyway, I'm just rambling at this point. Let me know down below, what would your one point, uh, one week punt be that you think is absolutely certain to get more points? Like Simicast in for cash just doesn't sound that great, does it? And most midfielders, I just don't think are better than what I have apart from Salah, but not going to discuss that again. If you've enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you're enjoying these on podcasts as well, make sure to rate five stars. All the links to Fantasy Football Hub are in the description below. Otherwise, I will catch you tomorrow for final thoughts when we'll finally get, hopefully, lots of injury updates because there's quite a few to go through this week. So I'll catch you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.